In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales and Allison relive high school. I know, it was so funny, them complaining about their assignments in high school. I was like, oh, honey. I know, I was like, was high school really that easy, or am I just totally ruined by college? Like, I don't know. Ten sources? Are you kidding me? That's so few. I would be uncomfortable writing a paper without ten sources. Novel Predictions. I reread The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney this month. And I'm Allison, and I'm reading it for the first time. Which this is really super weird because that like if you're listening to this, it is the first of October. So it's like we kind of cheated and like are reading it sort of I don't know. I always like to wait until the first or the like the first of the month to start our books, and this is a little off timing wise it's weird because it's um a three tuesday month for us it's a three tuesday month which means you guys will get a bonus episode from us which is really exciting uh close to halloween yes and we're gonna be doing a fun (laughs) a fun bonus episode that tortures michaeli more than anyone else but it's fine um do we want to announce that are we gonna wait let's wait i think it'll just suffice it to say it'll be halloweeny it will be Halloween. Um, it'll be like and a just, special episode, Halloween episode. Yeah, and so just stay tuned for that. It should be super fun. We're trying to get all the logistics together because it's a little bit different than what we've done before. Um, it will still involve predictions, and it will still involve storytelling, and um, but it's just Halloween themed. And that's so. that on that. So that exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really exciting. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, we are just cruising along with our novel predictions book club, and we appreciate every subscription and review that is out there. So thank you guys so much. We recently hit five thousand downloads, which is fucking incredible. Yes. And then, um, so like and subscribe, and that's. YouTube, but you knew what I meant. Subscribe <laughs> on the podcast and leave us a review, and then you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are eternally grateful for a small literary podcast. I was listening. I was talking to someone the other day, and they they were joking that the millennial equivalent equivalent of let's start a bar is let's start a podcast. I mean, yeah. so we know that everyone and their mother has one out there. So we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Literally, my step or my not my stepmother, my father in law just started a podcast. So. It's he happening. Did, that's right. It's expanding. Yeah, it it is. But would would if my I don't have a father in law, but if my dad or my SO's dad started a podcast, I'd be a little scared. <laughs> Especially with my dad. I don't know what that content would involve. Yeah. It's a little scary to think about. His is like an interview one. It's really fun actually. But That's cool. Anyway. We're not here yeah. to promote his podcast. Sorry, No, Al. we're not here to promote his podcast. It's fine. Sorry. We're here to talk about The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney. Yes, we are. Um, which, if you don't know, is a super mid-list book. Um, like Our favorites. I, I, it is. It's our fa- mid-list, I think, is just so underrated. And don't get me wrong. Like, we know that when we read popular books on here, we get more people to listen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love introducing people to, like, really obscure shit that I read in my childhood. It's fine. Um... I'm looking up the synopsis right now, and so this book was written by Suzanne Harper, and it was published in 2007, and it 
goes like this. In high school, the last thing you want is for people to think you talk to ghosts. When Sparrow begins 10th grade at a huge new school full of strangers, she thinks her dreams of anonymity and a fresh start are finally coming true. No more following her six older sister's footsteps. No more going to class with kids who've seen her grandma doing jujitsu in the front yard next to her headstones of four dead husbands. And no more worrying about keeping her deep, dark secret hidden. Sparrow makes a new best friend and has her eye on an irritatingly appealing guy in class. She feels like she's well on her way to a normal life. But it's another boy, a dead one, who wants Sparrow's attention and he won't let her be... He won't let her be till he, she's helped him move on. You see, Sparrow Delaney's secret is that she's a psychic, and there's one very persistent ghost who won't let her forget it. So up to this point, we've been um, all of that in- has been introduced within the first seven chapters, which is cool. yes, it has. Mm-hmm. So we've been introduced to the best friend, to the guy, to the ghost, to the four dead husbands, the six sisters who are all named after birds. Yes, which I totally forgot about. It's um, a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, and it's also like about her her father and how that went down and uh we got a lot in the first seven chapters and you got a prophecy um or a vision i guess yeah i'm trying to remember what it was it was the the she's at a crossroads and there's a boy pointing her down the direction that she doesn't want to go right yes which is like super fucking vague which is like you know the reality for every person i know it was so funny the grandma grandma b was like really Go figure. Everyone's at a crossroads. <laughs> her and her arch rival. Yeah. Um, Winnie or something. Thing. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of information. That summary was really helpful because um, it literally is the first seven chapters. Yeah. That's what you figure out with some added dad drama, uh, a birthday wish to be normal. But the one thing that we didn't talk, we don't get in there are her three spirit guides, right. which I think are super cool. Yes. And um, yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts so far? So, so far, I actually really am enjoying it. Um, I don't know. I guess whenever you said we were going to read this one, I was excited because it's not really contemporary um, because it has ghosts in it. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like urban fantasy without the grit. Speculative fiction, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and I actually, I think the voice of the writer, I'm really enjoying her writing style. Um And Sparrow, I like, her family is insane, which is kind of fun, but I also like that she obviously still is like, she loves them and she's, she's into their brand of crazy, but it's not, so she's not like, I hate this, these people, like, why are they here? Um, So that's kind of a nice departure from the normal teen, teen angst Mm -hmm. for like this solidly teenage book because she turns 15 in the first chapter, right? So she's, she's a mid teen Right. It is solidly YA. Yeah. Um, I want the boy ghost that's, like, occupying her thoughts and in her high school to fucking talk. Um, so annoyed that he didn't talk in the seven chapters we got because I was like, I don't know anything about you other than you're a boy in this high school, which is terrible. Like, you should leave high school. Right. Um, the supposed love interest i assume that jake jack dawson is it jack okay jack dawson he's an asshole yeah um i have a feeling it's gonna be like a she's all that type asshole yeah that's fair um especially because she's like i'm kind of pretty (laughs) yeah exactly and he's she's like intrigued and smiling at his terrible 
ness. And so I'm like, okay, sure. Um, but he's just kind of being a dick. He's not really being funny, but I'm ja- no. I'm jaded as an adult woman. Right. As the fact that we are like, you know, solidly 10 plus years older than her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just cause he's mean to you does not mean that he's going to make a great boyfriend. Or that he likes just you. He's mean. Yeah. He doesn't like yeah. you cause he's mean to you. It's not really how that works. No. But yeah, that I'm, whole pigtail, I'm that whole it. pigtail thing is was a big fat fucking lie. Yeah, but I'm enjoying um, it. That's good. It's it's um, it's very campy. Yeah, which I like though. I like campy shit. <laughs> Me too. Um, I do a lot. It it totally makes sense that um, you know, 2007 Kales would have loved this. Um, it fits what I was reading to a T I wish I knew how I found it yeah you know like I wish I knew how I picked it up off the shelf it probably was some wonderful teen librarian who helped me out um because I know a lot of those even now as I work with them with at the bookstore and the library some of them are still there and they probably recommended it to me or I probably just picked it up because I have a weird obsession with ghost in books yeah I don't understand it I don't know why but I love this idea of ghosts afterlife in betweenness considering the last two novels that I wrote on my own were both had ghosts in them to some degree Uh, I always remember this book being very fondly uh, wrapped up in my heart and I'm excited that we're getting to read it now it it matches everything um, that I remember I don't remember the plot so much but I remember her crazy family I remember the sisters, which I found super relatable, not because we're ghosts and that I have seven sisters, but like my family is a little wacky and there's a lot of us. And so that was really cool. I remembered the four dead husbands. I remembered the asshole guy and I remembered the ghost kid who will talk. Good. Um, He'll eventually talk. And but I I'm sad I forgot about the spirit guides when they came in I was like oh I forgot that like Floyd and Parjeet and Professor Tremble. something yes were such a vital part of her life and um, I was sad that I forgot them because they were such they're such fun characters right off the bat yeah so I think it's interesting I guess when I first started reading or I, well not first started reading because the first line tells you but mm-hmm. when before I started reading I assumed because it's like the secret life of Spirit Delaney I knew it had something to do with ghosts I kind of assumed that her family was not this kind of you know spooky clairvoyant group yeah um but they throw you into that like immediately um and I like that the secret of her clairvoyance is not just from the general population, but from her family more, most, most of all, because she doesn't want to be involved in like whatever bullshit destiny she's going to have to be involved in. Cause she's the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter. Mm-hmm. And as she's just like, I'm just pr- have for the last 14 years been pretending that I don't see these ghosts and that they don't talk to me and it's fine. And then her grandma's like, you're going to be a volcano that explodes with all of this power. And she's like, I'm sorry, wait, what? Yeah. Hold on now. I do kind of think maybe her grandma, like, knows more than she's letting on. Like, Delaney didn't, or Sparrow didn't do a good enough job concealing her shit when she was, like, little. Um, Probably, considering Chelsea, she saw her first ghost when she was four. Right. Well, and grandma, like, was side-eyeing her, like, in those last couple chapters and was like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay, whatever. Like, whatever you say, Sparrow. Um, right. 
So, but I think I'll be really interested to see what that like grand destiny ends up being. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's going to be one, but I just can't at this point tell what it is or what the... I didn't really get much in the ways of, is there a big bad? Or is it just like a coming of age tale with clairvoyance? Um, so I'm kind of at a loss there. Yeah, I realized that when we did the seven chapters that I was like, oh, we don't really have a plot line. But I also don't remember the plot line. So we're just kind of at a loss there, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I can I kind think... of guess, like, some elements of it, but I don't know what the inciting action is going to be. Yeah, it's it's a lot of background right now. Um, I will say that, though, from the description and stuff that, like, the ghost boy is important. Right, yeah. And her really wanting to be normal is important. And um, the poltergeist made me laugh. Oh, yeah. The one that the grandma's in love with. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> I also really want to know how all her husbands died because, like, that's super suspect. Mm-hmm. She had four husbands. One of them died within, like, what was it, 18 months? Yes. I'm just like, uh-huh. Where's that? Mm-hmm. Where's? But they don't have any money, so I don't know. Well, she did mention that there was one of them that she was sad that his fortune was all up in his head. Right. Yeah. But it seems like unless she's just burned through all that money, it doesn't seem like they have any um, dope inheritance from these dead men. No, but grandma doesn't seem to be very good at sniffing that out. Unfortunately, she's like marrying for money, but is picking the wrong men. Yes. That's that hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious as to what you think about like the explanations of all the clairvoyance and the powers, you know, they go into the, like the four different types that Sparrow possesses and then all her sisters have different levels of it, but none of them have seen a ghost. Right. I think it's really interesting because basically, if I'm remembering right, I think there's five and I think there was like one for every sense almost. Yes. So there's like seeing ghosts, hearing ghosts. Um, there was something about like smell and taste. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's four. I think they combined smell okay, and taste. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Um, and then what was the fourth one? Uh, it, it was like touch and items. Oh, right. Like um, getting impressions from yes from dead people's items. I forget what that's called. I've read many books about that actually. Yeah, like Libby, like Libba Bray's book, The yeah. Diviners. She can do that exactly. Um, We're not reading that book, by the way. Um, no, we both have already read that book and didn't like it. It is sucks. Libba Bray. Sorry, just, Libba Bray. She's just not my brand. I think nope. I've tried reading multiple of her books and I've never connected with them. Not a single fucking one have I ever liked. Yeah, but anyway, which makes me sad. We because they seem cool. But um, anyway, so I think that's really interesting. I also think it's weird that we didn't talk about like the psychic abilities, if that makes sense. Like, n- mm-hmm. like none of those four things have anything to do with visions or seeing the future or um, like prophecy and i feel like that is such a big thing when it comes to the idea of clairvoyance right that it is confusing to me that they didn't talk about it um and like maybe she doesn't have any of those things but why doesn't she like if she is is supposed to be like you know have all the things that everyone has why doesn't she have those things so i don't thought about that i don't know that it will actually be part of the book but it was something that kind of niggled at my mind like why are we not talking about prophecies when there was one and 
like they're like why are we not talking about future sight or whatever yeah um i mean clearly she doesn't have it otherwise i feel like she would have seen this situation with this ghost boy coming yeah you'd think but no but i think it's what a- i think it's interesting that they like have such specific categories i also think it's interesting that her sisters all seem to have different stuff going on mm-hmm. um except for the twins i guess the twins have the same thing yeah because twins because twins um twin tropes i hope we get more into her sisters because they they gave them all distinct personalities and they told me what they were but i would like to see them yeah. more than just in the birthday cake scene um and i hope there's a little bit more like family involvement here because her family is so big and crazy like i hope we don't just have them as a backdrop for her and her story right i hope they're involved i i and i feel like dad will be involved yeah no dad was interesting yeah so but the thing we didn't talk about in the synopsis is that her father disappeared he he went to go work with grad students or something about birds about birds which is why all her sisters are named after birds and then there was like two postcards the first year one postcard the next year that was like really poorly written and hard to read and then a postcard the third year that looked like it had just had a bunch of blood spilled on it yeah so that's scary um so they don't know if he's alive or if he like abandoned them yeah and i think it's really interesting that the mom's like yeah no we don't want to check for his spirit i'd know if he were dead yeah well i feel like she knows more than she's letting on probably yeah i would guess that's why she's like don't look for him um but yeah so that'll be interesting i'm sure that will be a big plot point is what the fuck happened to this guy yeah i i i that would make sense. I just, again, I'm in that same boat that you were in of like, I, I don't, don't remember. Remember. Yeah. I remember one, I remember one distinct scene in this book that to this day still hits me. And I don't know why. I think it was like the way the story was told and the reveal in it. Okay. Like the sort of twist of it was like, holy fuck. You know, this was so cool. And again, I'm like, it's 2007 so how old am i that's like 12 years ago um so that you know for me that was really exciting then i'm not saying it's going to be as exciting for us now but it was something (laughs) i remember about the book and i loved the idea of the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter well because it's usually the seventh son of the seventh son exactly and i remember my little feminist heart singing at the thought of it you know after reading something like septimus heap exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah and don't get me wrong septimus heap was great but i was like oh what how powerful is the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter like that's really cool to me um and then of course it's a book about boys and falling in love but whatever we were trying (laughs) at the time and so well i'm glad that like you're enjoying it it's just like a cheeky little read you know it's not gonna be the next pulitzer prize winning novel no but i think Um, it's well written and i yeah i like the voice of sparrow and i feel like she's writing this teenage girl really well in like a realistic way she's not insanely angsty 
she has problems, but she's not blaming it all on her family. Which I love. Yeah, she likes... She's, like, liking a complicated person, but she can also see that he's not a saint. She's like, you kind of suck, but, like, dang it, you're cute. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think there's just a lot of veracity in how this teenager is being written, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Especially um, for that time period. I feel like now we're getting teenagers written really, really, really well. And I, I don't know. In my perception of bookish t- history – the early mid 2000s were not like a real great time for strong and smart and realistic teenagers in books. Yeah. I think that's fair and I think that you know now um how do I say this? Like I don't know. I think that as the landscape of YA has changed and expanded and evolved and evolved that we're getting wonderfully diverse beautiful characters um and a little bit more um activism and tougher issues which i think is great and exactly why i should definitely have that i also think that there's room for this kind of cheeky campy you know that's so raven-esque right of ya as well you know it makes me think of like the gallagher girls by ali carter or um you know, even I know Heretics Anonymous deals with some heavy issues, too. But I think about, like, just how campy that was and how funny. Right. You know, I think that both have a place to exist within YA. And I'm glad that it's evolved. But it's just kind of nice sometimes to go back to these cute ones. Well, it seemed, it's very, like, um, 1980s teenage movies, like, co- yes. comfortable Right. Like Mm -hmm. people rewatching The Breakfast Club over and over again. Like that's how this kind of feels. That's how Heretics Heretics Anonymous kind of feels. Where you're just watching a group of teenagers do some crazy thing and it's awesome and they're hilarious. Yeah, it's it's true. They're just they're just super fun. And um, I will say her best friend is driving me nuts. I kind of hate her. Oh, my God. Like. Fiona. Yeah. I was reading like the three sections she's in and she, uh, it was so rough. Like I was sitting there like I could never have been friends with this person. She I'm is just so scared much... I was that person in high school. And that makes me just a little scary for all the people that still pushed through and gave me <laughs> and were friends with me. I just feel like she, ta- she just talks at Sparrow the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that's not realistic. It probably is, but it it makes me cringe. It is. It is. It is cringe worthy. Hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, their connection gets a little deeper. It also seems like she's just nervous to be like, "I'm gonna make a friend," um, which I get that too. But it was just, and also like her being like, "Hi, I'm this person, and I'm gonna be your friend, and we're gonna walk to class." Like I would never. I no, would never in like, my whole life. Nope. No, thank you. Like, that is not me. That is not. That's our introvert just being like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have no common ground. You're just forcing me to be with you. Go away. But hope- I don't want you. <laughs> Hopefully they figure it out. Yes, that's 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 my hope. And that she's not that weird. But I honest to God can't remember. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard for me. I'm like, I don't. 
No. I don't know. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is terrible. Um, so do you want to get into some predictions? Yes. Yes. All right. So here are novel predictions. We um, predict. Yes, we predict <laughs> things. That's what we do. But we have a series of questions uh, that we go through. And where are my questions? There they are. So we have a series of questions that we go through that typically follow uh, the hero's journey and a very um, easy to understand plot line. You know, it, it, it. they have that saying where like there are only five books in the world. They're just all kind of told, five stories in the world. It's just all kind of told differently. Um, but these hopefully follow some sort of formula. Um, we'll often deviate and go into other questions as well, um, being more specific to the book. But I get to ask Allison these questions this time, Jeez. even though I probably could ask them of myself. <laughs> um, so the first one that we always start with, because it's one of our favorites, mm-hmm. is does the MC fall in love? Yes. With I, who? Oh, God. Both. Both? I think she falls in love with Jack. Dawson. Jack Dawson. Um, I don't know why we're giving him this, this tone because, of words. Because he's like the younger brother of Dawson from Dawson's Creek, and it, which is not how that works. I've but never just, seen Dawson's Creek. Well, okay, the only reason... <laughs> okay, so let's let's show Michaela's, like super nerdiness right now. The only reason I know who he is is because James Vanderbeek is currently on Dancing with the Stars. I love James Vanderbeek. I just don't... I've never watched Dawson's Creek. Oh, my gosh. Allison, I'm sorry, but after this podcast, you need to go look up his tango because, holy shit, fuck, it's sexy. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, okay. what? How did this happen? And it's just like everybody's going to fall in love with him all over again. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, so I think she probably... Ugh, it's hard for me to say. Plus, she Jack loves Dawson is like the ultimate bad boy white name. Jack I don't know. Dawson. It just fits. Yeah, I love that she's like he's like so attractively grungy. And I'm like, what? Like, uh, did he pop out of the '90s not, or something? Not even grunge, but just like unkempt. Like his clothes are wrinkled, and I'm like, how is that attractive to you? But I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think of there's this. <laughs> so in Will Grayson, Will Grayson, which is a John Green novel that you'll never read. That's correct. Um, he. <laughs> It always makes me think of, so Tiny is Will Grayson's large gay friend who the whole book is centered around him trying to do a musical. And it's a weird concept. And in it, though, Will Grayson is portrayed on stage and Will sees himself as the actor playing him for the first time. And he's like, why do I look so like grungy and wrinkled? And, And Tiny's like, have you seen yourself? Like you are always wrinkled. And then it's like, Will does this like self-examination about like his clothes. Never. Like he always picks them up off the floor. Like he never does it. And it just made me think of that with Jack Dawson. I was like, Oh, he's like Will Grayson. And for some reason people think uncleanliness is attractive. (laughs) But anyway, okay. So I think she'll probably fall in love with Jack Dawson. Um, But I think there's going to be complications with this ghost boy. Like, yeah. She can't date a ghost. Like, it's just no. not going to work. Like, I don't think this is a world where we're going to find some deus ex machina way for her to be in love and date and have some kind of physical relationship with this ghost. But I think that there's going to be a problem where she, like, has some deep emotional attachment to this ghost boy and it's going to complicate her relationship with Jack Dawson. Who is this ghost boy? I fucking don't know. I know. He has nothing. He's given me nothing. All he's done is sit in a chair, flick Jack Dawson in the ears, um, wink at her and smile and make her blush. He has weirdly 
to me, encouraged her to do a project on her own town full of clairvoyant people, mm-hmm. which I was like, I felt like he was going to be like, no, no, like divert him. But he was like, yeah, that's what we want. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Who are you? Um, Maybe he is. Ooh. Oh, 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 OK. Wait. OK, epiphany. 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 Okay, scratch the shit about him being in love with her because it's going to get creepy based on what I'm about to say. Um, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So we just we had a moment in the book where somebody said ghosts return to the age they were when they were the happiest. Yes. So maybe it's her dad. Interesting. I'm 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 hoping it's not her dad because I want this weird ghost threesome, um, love triangle. Okay, well, which one are you gonna go with then? Fuck. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Ghost boy is not her dad because he winked at her and and like made her blush in a very like suggestive way. Yeah, so, and that would just be creepy and weird, and I would so, hate an incest book. But maybe he is not necessarily like a kid who died. Maybe he's like somebody who died and went back to being a kid. Okay. In the same way, but it's not her dad because we can't. I can't do it that way. No, I can't. That's fair. Okay. So yeah, so so she falls in. She'll end up with the real person, I assume, because mm-hmm. we can't end up with the ghost. But I think that there's complications be- okay. between the three of them. So then, what do you think? Why is he there talking to her? Like, what is his mission? Well, I think, like, is his mission to make them fall in love, or uh, or to like fuck up this project, or to get her to unearth something? Or, like, what do you think is his deal? Well, I think... Why, why won't he move on? Right. I think he can't. So, he's, she's got to, like, solve some unfinished business for him. Maybe it's unearthing something, an object, or maybe it's um, finding his living relative or something, or his, his love, and um, letting them know something. I think, mm-hmm. I think he's got... He's got a hang up um, that she need he needs her to help solve, but it's not going to be too easy. Otherwise, the book would be over in five minutes. So yeah, that won't work. There's going to be a complication there with finding the thing. I'm guessing, whatever it is, That's an object fair. or a person. Okay, cool. So the next question on the list is, what tropes do you think you'll see? Okay, so I think I'll see like a weird version of a love triangle. Um, fair. Um, what else? The like big crazy family is already a thing. Yes. Um, I think we're gonna see the like mom who knows more than she's letting on trope. I don't know if there's a name for that trope, but it happens a lot. Like the parent who knows what's going on. I was literally in at work the other day. We put on movies in the teen area, and I put yeah. on Stardust because I fucking love that movie and. Um, the dad in that movie is like, does he's he knows way more than he lets on until Tristan is like, what the hell, man? He's like, oh yeah, sorry, I crossed that magical wall, and your mom is actually like from the other side, and here's a candle she left you, and here's your baby basket, and I have all this stuff that I've been keeping from you for eighteen years, and you're just like, cool, dude. Like, maybe you could have shared some of that information instead of just telling me my mother was dead. So, it's like that. That might have been helpful. <laughs> that that trope that sentence i just said that's the name of the trope that's the whole and it's all hyphenated (laughs) yeah exactly um i think we're gonna have a nosy sister 
situation. Ooh, probably. which one? Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe, That's okay. Maybe Raven. Raven. <laughs> I kind of love Raven. I, like, she's my favorite, I think, so far, so I'm I'm hoping it's her. I know we didn't get it in this world, but I really wish there was, like, spinoff with all the sisters. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a fanfic I'll write, is, like, all of these, um, I, I don't know, like, all of these sisters and their weird love uh, triangles with being clairvoyant and stuff. <laughs> their weird, complicated lives of clairvoyance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, We're definitely going to see the, like, jerky boy ends up being good and kind and like a good love interest nice <clears throat> and they're not like enemies to lovers because they're not enemies he's just being indifferent and rude okay <laughs> so i think like i i love the enemies to lovers trope but i don't think that's really what this is he's just like ugh. he's just kind of a dick yeah he's just a general asshole like to everyone it's not specifically her this is true. He likes teasing her is the only thing. Yeah, he does. And she doesn't, she's like me and doesn't seem to get sarcasm, which is kind of nice. Or at least she can't, like, respond to it. She, like, can't figure out what to say back to make it not seem like she's fallen for it. Right. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think those are some good tropes. I like it. I like those tropes. It works out nicely. And so then, um, is there a mentor if so, who and how do they meet? Oh, God. Um, so she has her Psych, spirit. it's Sergeant or- Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> what a Which- terrible teacher character. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's talk about... <laughs> Hold on. Let's sidetrack and talk about Sergeant Grimes real quick. So for those of you who are not reading along or haven't caught up yet or just are enjoying it because you like our voices, thanks for that. Um, there's a teacher who's named Sergeant Grimes. Who's a complete, just stereotypical sergeant turned teacher. Yeah. Makes them say, like, yes, sir. Yes, sergeant. They're, like, the attendance calling is, like, super shameful. He's like, you have to say pre- present. You can't yes, say here. Present. And then um, he pairs them up due to alphabet for some big yeah. history project, which is so divisive. It makes my head hurt. So rude. Yeah. But so he's just hysterical because um, he's so not realistic. And you just think how many millennial children would go whining to their parents and be like, please fix this. Stereotypically. Also, like, what the fuck is he doing here? I don't know. Like, I feel like there's maybe there's going to be a mystery with him because I'm like, you are. What are you doing? Why are you out of the military? One, if you're out of the military, why the fuck am I calling you sergeant? Like. Exactly. You're a school teacher. You're a language arts school teacher. What? History. History. Oh, I'm sorry. History. Still. Still. Yeah. Still. It's really weird. It is so weird. It's so funny, too, when they, um, Jake, Jack, fuck, Jack, is it Jack? Jack Dawson. Jack, I didn't, I keep thinking it's Jake. Um, Jack. It's because Jake and Jack are the most, like, I want to write a, I want to write a book that's Jake and Jack for some <laughs> ass reason. A short story about Jake and Jack, who are both, like, chosen one heroes who accidentally cross paths one time. And they're like, wait a second. You're a chosen one? I'm a chosen one. I'm trying to save the universe. You're trying to save the universe. Should it be, like, a Freaky Friday? Yeah, something like that. Um, He is like, this paper's going to suck because we need, like, ten sources and to write a bibliography. And I was like, 
that's the easiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. Like, it was so funny. Them complaining about their assignments in high school. I was like, oh, honey. I know. I was like, was high school really that easy or am I just totally ruined by college? Like, I don't 10 know. I was, sources? Are you kidding me? That's I don't so know. few. I would I be in, uncomfortable writing a paper without 10 sources. I know. I was in the IB program. So, like, I fuck, man. Like, high school was hard. I and- was in, like, normal tier. But, like, like so we had... We had, you had honors, We right? had regular honors and then, like, AP. Mm-hmm. So I was in, like, the honors one, which is really, like, the normal one. Like, yeah. that's, like, the midline one. And I don't remember. But I feel like I had to have more than that for some things at least. Yeah. I just – I was absurd and did a bunch of hard work in high school. And college was really fucking easy for me just because I was, like, what do you, what do you mean we're learning how to do MLA format? I knew how to do that in freshman year. And I just was spoiled um, – academically but um I, I i was just looking at all of their complaints about like fiona and her spanish assignments yeah. and stuff but i just like <laughs> i like can't but tell I guess it's relatable i can't tell if i'm just really far removed from it or if it's actually like not very much i don't know i'd be anxious to like ask a current teen like hey what's your homework word look like it makes me think of that modern family episode where the mom uh goes to like family teacher night or something and parent teacher night and she goes to each of their classes and like learns about the homework load from each class and it's like wait 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 if we're supposed to be doing two hours from history and two and a half hours from spanish and so she just she's like that means like kids are supposed to be spending 16 hours a night on homework she like does all the math and i'm like yeah that's about how that works (laughs) unfortunately Okay, so anyway. Sorry. <laughs> big tangent. What question were we on? We were oh, on mentors. Um, so she has these spirit guardians, and they're built-in mentors, right? They are built-in fucking mentors. Like, they're literally her spirit guardians. Um, one for... What are the three, like, roles that they play? So the professor is, like, her... Like, to make sure she does her destiny. Yep. And then... Brigitte... I- is like her source of clairvoyant knowledge. Yep. And then what's the other one's the name? The Baker. Floyd. Floyd. He he what was he? He was like her her champion, like Yeah, he's like supposed to encourage her and shit. And and to like protect her from Yeah. The other two being like too pushy. He's like yeah. on her side always, being like she should he's rest. Like her fl- fluffy baker yeah he's like her happy grandfather who smells of sugar and butter yeah it's pretty awesome if i had a ghost that came to me that smelled like cinnamon snickerdoodles every day that'd be awesome i would be like fucking fat it's true i would constantly be eating i'd be like i need snickerdoodles all the goddamn time (laughs) but yeah so i think those are her mentors they're built in like yeah i don't think we're gonna get i mean maybe grandma or something will have some nugget of wisdom but do you think something's gonna happen to the three of them i hope not um like do you think they're just always gonna be there leading her through high school like you know how easy they made it for her to like find her locker and like get her through the door and stuff but like do you think that something's gonna happen well it might be part of the um greater mystery of this book that i don't yet know Mm -hmm. maybe maybe something is going goes on with the um like ghost realm in general and mm-hmm. and she like loses connection or can't find her people yeah. um 
I could see it being the thing where she loses this connection to all ghosts. And at first she's like, oh, this is awesome because I'm normal now. Oh, yeah. But then she realizes how much she relied on those three guardians. And it's uh, in my head, I don't know how it would work metaphysically, but in my head, <laughs> the um, the boy ghost that has been in her school is still there somehow. Like she loses connection with everyone else except for him. And so he yeah. has to like help her find out why what's going on with the, the like ghost realm. And then she in turn helps him move on. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening pretty easily. I like that. All right. Um, well, so this seems like a dumb question to ask. <laughs> who's going to die? Yeah. Who's going to die? Um, and not who's already dead. Right. Or who's going to die. I I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to die. Maybe grandma. I, I, yeah, I just feel like this book's too campy for death. I could see grandma <laughs> I could see grandma <laughs> dying and like joining her four husbands and like luxuriating with this like reverse harem style ghost <laughs> ghost afterlife. Yes. I'm that's what I that's what I'll say. All right. Grandma <laughs> dies. That's great. Um all right. Here's the doozy. Mm. You ready? Yep. What's the twist? Okay, so I think the twist is that her... I can't decide if there's one big twist or if it's, like, many twists. Um, But I think the twist is that her birthday wish comes true. Okay. And that, like, she loses her powers... But then she has to, like, figure out how to get them back. And I don't know if that's, like, a journey, like a road trip. I'm not sure if she needs to, like, find her father. I also think her – so they say specifically that her father is, like, a normal person and not part of this clairvoyant clairvoyant craziness. And I don't think that's fucking true. Something is up with him. Like, he's got powers of some sort. Um, He's not dead, I don't think. But I think he's got powers that he was either, like, kidnapped or um, is being controlled for his powers. By who? I don't know. Um, I, like, don't feel like I've gotten enough. I don't I don't have any sense of, like, who would be a bad guy. Okay. Um, but I think there's a bad guy. And I think that the bad guy is controlling dad's powers or okay. has him kidnapped or something. I also think... That and it probably has something to do with um, Sparrow's wish coming true. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like either her dad was able to kind of break through, me- through mentally and like grant her a wish, and that as like a and it's like gonna start the role of her finding him or her. Um, figuring out who he is or it was the like bad guy who's like trying to steal the powers of the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter and so Ooh, like I by, like that too by granting the wish he's like taken her powers and she's got to get them back okay so how does the ghost boy and how does the cute boy jack dawson play into it so jack dawson is um i guess this is kind of another trope but he's like the normie sidekick Okay. Um, so I think he's going to, he's like the, have you ever watched Buffy, the vampire slayer? 
it gives me nightmares. Okay, but you've watched enough of it to I'm know the characters' names, right? So, oh yeah, he's no, like, I know. I like follow it. He's I know like the, the Xander. Oh yeah, of the group, right? <laughs> like he, like he has no actual powers. Um, he kind of sucks. Well, like the like in Amnesty, when they play the monster of the week, there's a duck became that character, that side one. Oh, right, when he lost his powers. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. mundane, the, or mund- the mortal, the or mundane. Something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like some the normie sidekick. Um, so I think that he is secretly into all this spooky shit because he's like, we should research this spooky town. It's totally bullshit, but Ooh. um, so I think he's into it. So once he figures out that Sparrow has powers, I think he's gonna be like, oh my god, like this is so cool and so you actually think he's secretly a nerd i think he's a nerd for like ghost shit yeah ghost shit. i do I all think, right I and think... then what about ghost boy you kind of mentioned it already but yeah i think ghost boy um is going to have to help like he is gonna for some reason some there's some connection so he's not gonna disappear when her powers do um mm-hmm. and so he will have to help her figure out what the fuck to do and in in return or at the same time she'll be helping him move on um so he'll kind of take the place of that spirit guide for like the interim for the interim okay i like it that's a solid like story that you've built there that works out um it has nothing to do with the best friend so apparently the best friend in my mind is just she's just there she's just gone by the wayside yeah it also doesn't really have a lot to do with her family though either well it has to do with her dad that is true. Um, okay. Well, this one obviously, this one seems obvious, but why is the story from the main character's perspective? Why are they important? <laughs> she's important because she has special powers because she's the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter. The most magically significant number squared. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So um, she has all kinds of crazy fucking powers and somebody wants them. Yeah. I like that, that idea of like stealing the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter's powers yeah it just also is such an ominous title the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter yeah i don't know why anyway um cool what other thoughts do you have and what stories does this remind you of so i am really excited about this book um in terms of other thoughts i think it'll be great i think i'm oh thank you i think i'm gonna be right about some stuff probably not everything um, but I, I can't wait to see what is up with this ghost boy. Like, I feel like I didn't, I didn't get into real plot stuff. I just got all the character building, which is great. I love character stuff, but in terms of how, where do I know that this story is going with any concrete knowledge, uh-huh. I have nothing. Um, so I'm excited for that. I other stories this reminds me of um just because I watched it yesterday and I made that one parallel and there's a seventh son of a seventh son thing going on. Um the starlighting star not starlighting god. Dust, um, stardust. Stardust. Starlighting is a program that my library puts on. Um, what is the seventh Oh, it is the seventh son of the seventh son with the whole like Yeah. But it isn't seven sons cuz the first It's seven sons, but it's not seven children. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because the Tristan's Because there's eight. Because Tristan's mom. Tristan's mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I fucking love that movie. Everyone go watch Stardust today. Like, just yeah. go enjoy like, your life it. and watch Stardust. It is one of the very few movies in the world that is better than the book, yeah, too. Yeah. It's so good. Like, no shade to Neil Gaiman, because he wrote an awesome story. 
but but the movie just brings it to life it's so visual and robert de niro is fucking shakespeare and michelle pfeiffer is the i just oh god i love it it's awesome so i have like a huge like charlie cox is very cute in my opinion he's very cute um so yeah so it kind of reminds me of that i mean it's not that at all right like they're in a fantasy Mm -hmm. world and whatever but the same ideas of magical significance and yeah um parents keeping big ass secrets and that kind of stuff yeah um it also kind of reminds me of buffy Mm -hmm. but that's fair less monstery and more just the ghosty like spirity part um it also reminds me of charmed oh i never watched that show oh i love that show my my grandma watched it on one of her Netflix binges, and she was like, "If you've seen this, I feel like you would like it." It's good. I'm like no, it's when good. I finish with Medium, then I'll go to Charmed. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other books because those are all shows or movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. There's not a lot of like ghost books that aren't like the mediator by mag cabot that are like this girl solves mysteries using ghosts you know what i mean like it's not yeah they're they're not so campy like this sometimes right and the books i've read that have that are ghost heavy are a lot of other things heavy too yeah like gail Carriger stuff like there's lots of ghosts Mm -hmm. in those books but there's also werewolves and vampires and steampunk and guns not like this right in any way but there's just ghosts it's okay i mean you got a couple there it Buffy, does Charmed, it does Stardust. a little bit remind me of septimus heap yeah um, the magic series I, that's like high fantasy well it's yeah except for that it's for children so it's like well, less complicated but i mean they're like in a fantasy world like sparrow this is the real world right supposedly. i know and that's that's what i think is intriguing about this and i love urban fantasy but it's always adult right yeah um so this is kind of, it's not urban fantasy in the purest sense of the definition, but it reminds me of that. We're in the real world. Um, things are happening that are not magical realism because there's definitely like this other worldly entity and we're not just accepting these things as fact. Yeah. But it's a, a separation from from the real logical world. So Yeah, it's like that's so raven. <laughs> kind of, kind of except for that's where even she doesn't see ghosts that's true she just um, sees the future she just sees the future but it's like this like normal girl trying to be normal but she has this like supernatural ability yeah and i feel like there's a lot of content that's like that i just can't it, a lot of it, it doesn't involve ghosts and i can't think of it really if you can think of a comparable title tweet it at us yeah that would be cool I'd love and to know. i would probably love to read it if i haven't already yeah um, great. Well, Allison, you've answered our questions. <gasps> you suffered through the predictions. Um, and we're going to be finishing Sparrow Delaney. Um, and we're going to be reading uh, in the next two weeks. It's a short ass little book. You should join us. If you can find a copy of it, um, definitely read it. Join us on our book club here. Um, and I want to talk about another podcast. Yeah. Though. So talking about crime and stuff. This was not particularly literary, mm. but as you guys know, um, I, well, it made me think of, I've been obsessed with this book lately called Savage Appetites, which is about like why women love true crime. And it is kind of literary, but it's not like pop culture-y, this particular podcast. And I've been like loving this idea of like debunking and history and stuff. But so there's this one called Crime Culture. And uh, two friends, Haley and Caitlin talk about crime events, true crime events, and how they've influenced our culture through film, literature, music, and the way we live. Ooh, that's interesting. 
right? It's really fascinating. And they have like 83 episodes or something. And it's all like taking these true crime moments and how they've shaped, you know, our fictional media. So I just find it really interesting and it's very informative. They're funny. The episodes are like about 90 minutes long. And here is their promo. Is your Netflix queue basically all true crime movies and series? Do you ever wonder why you can't open a bottle of Tylenol without using the jaws of life? Crime Culture, hosted by me, Haley Langan, and me, Caitlin Mahar, is a podcast that discusses true crime, pop culture, and how the two relate. From killers that have inspired hit films like Silence of the Lambs, to the motives for crimes such as the murder of John Lennon. Join Haley and me every Tuesday to discover the pop culture side of true crime. So you guys should definitely go check out Crime Culture. It's perfect for true crime fanatics that may not want murder all the time, but also like just a little bit more history to their um, their true crime. I don't know. It, to me, it was like just a really interesting study on like how real events affect our media and real events affect our fictional um, stories and how we play that out and what's popular at the time and it's just really interesting and I've learned about a lot of true crime that I didn't know existed well, so and you got you gotta love a female-led podcast right always <laughs> always especially about true crime because there's a lot of boys over there there's a lot of boys over there and I am just really happy that Haley and Caitlin are doing really well with this so um you guys they've great ratings and you should just go give them a listen and um they're awesome yay that's how i have feel about that so um yeah join us for this book club is there anything else any other epiphanies you want to add about the book sure no i think i'm there i think i've 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 cemented my predictions in the you know steps of time and i will reap the repercussions and it'll be fine but i'm glad It'll You're at good. least enjoying it a little bit too. I am. Yeah. You know? I think this is a fun one. And I do, I know it's midlist and I know the last book we read was Tinker and a lot of people like struggled. Um, but I would, I would say that this one is an easy, fun, like brain candy kind of read. Like you can just read it and enjoy yeah. it and not feel bogged down or confused. Um, and you should join us and do it with us. Yeah, I just, I, when Allison was like, it's October, you have October, you should pick something spooky. I was like, I don't fucking read anything spooky. And I was like, <laughs> I don't like things that scare me. I just admitted on the podcast that Buffy gives me nightmares. So does Supernatural, in case anybody fucking cares. And I can't do those. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, why do I have that as a little spooky? I was like, oh, Sparrow Delaney has ghosts in it. I've been wanting to reread that book. It's been about a bazillion years, so that's why I picked this one, is mainly because of that. Honestly, I was going to pick Carry On, was what I was going to make you read, because um, Wayward Son comes out, and uh, we had read Fangirl previously, but I'm glad we're doing this one instead. Yeah, we can do Carry On later. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I also have it checked out right now, so I might just read it and then ruin all I, your th- plans. That's what I, well, after how much you liked Fangirl, I was like, oh, she's just going to end up reading Carry On. I'm not going to force <laughs> her to read that one. So, But we'll um, we'll keep you guys updated. Also, just like a forewarning, we are doing this three Tuesday episode, but Allison is taking a huge Ash international trip in November. Yes. Um, so it's going to throw us for a loop a little bit and uh, just keep updated uh, with social media and listening to the podcast episodes, and we'll keep you guys updated on what we're going to do, because the end of the year is going to just look a little wonky with the holidays and this amazing trip she's going to go on. Yeah, so we're um, thinking November we'll still have normal episodes. They just may not be on our normal release schedule. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll we'll see about December. We may take a little break because you know what? We can. Yeah. And we fucking deserve it. <laughs> and maybe give you guys a chance to read whatever you want. For yeah. This book there you go. Um, but I'm a little mad because it's my month that gets gypped. Well, we're, we'll we just we'll just do you in January. <laughs> we're not going to skip you. Good. I'm not going to do two books in a row. That sounds terrible for me. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. Let's not do that. So. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all that information taken care of. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening to Novel Podcast. Novel podcasts. Novel podcasts. Cool. This is a novel podcast. Novel <laughs> predictions is a novel podcast. Um, that's our new tagline. I just oh God, it no, it's not. It's very bad. <laughs> I'm getting offline now. It's not so. canon. Okay. No, it's not canon. It's not canon. <laughs> All right, I'm Kale. And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye. Bye.